Welcome to the Own Your Choices, Own Your Life podcast. I am your host, Marsha Van Weinsberg. I'm a business coach, speaker, and author of the best-selling book, When She Stopped Asking Why. On this podcast, we will use the tips, tools, and strategies used by myself and our speakers to break through and overcome the challenges in our lives. When we take radical responsibility of our choices, create boundaries, grow our courage and practice self-care and letting go of what isn't ours to control, we can completely change our stories. When we take full ownership of our stories, we take back our personal power and this allows us to impact, serve and support others by showing them that they are not alone and helping them find freedom from their stories. When you own your choices, you truly own your life. Let's dive in. Good morning, Marsha Van Weinsberg here, and I am a storytelling business coach. We are chatting all things scripting. On this page recently, we've been talking about scripting because I just took a group of women through a scripting workshop not that long ago, and I I actually put it out to the group asking who would be interested in joining me to do a live on scripting, and Sandra was the first to say yes, and her story is so powerful. So I am grateful that you're going to get to hear her. She's just joining us. Hello. Good morning. (laughs) I saw the link and I'm like, don't miss the link. (laughs) I know it's, you know what? It can be a little bit temperamental sometimes when we do it and it's like, all right, let's just, just make this work. So I am so excited to have you here to talk about scripting and oh, like, I'm so honored to be here and then the tears are going to fall. Let me just preface this. I'm so proud of you before we even start, okay? Just before we even start. So let's for a second, can you just introduce yourself so that everybody can hear who you are? And we'll talk a little bit about you. My name's Sandra, but everybody knows me as Coach Compton in the community. And um, I've been a fitness health coach for 21 years now. Uh, My trade is kickboxing, boxing, and uh, weight training, yoga instructor, Reiki practitioner, uh, life coach. So I kind of blend this into a full embodiment when I treat my clients. And so that's basically a little bit of the iceberg with for who I'm about and um, born and raised in a majority of my time in Kitchener-Waterloo. Yeah, so lots has happened over the years. <laughs> a lot. And I, and you and I have crossed paths in social media. I do not believe we've met in person, though. I don't no. think we have. No, I didn't no. think we had. And so we've crossed on social media and then it was just over the last couple of months, I think that we really connected online social media, like really started to have conversations. And I think one of the things that I want to share first is that I'm always about the power of our stories, like sharing our stories, how important it is to share our Mm -hmm. stories. And that's, I say that, and I still struggle with it sometimes. I'm like, this is my entire business, but it is what I, I still have moments. And over this last year, I came through back surgery that was a very scary experience. And I've maybe shared it online, like honestly, a handful of times in a year, like not really a lot of detail. And something in one of my posts caught your eye. And I would love for you to share about that next. It was your one year anniversary, October 7th. And I was in immense pain for you posted a reel of you training now, your fusion rods, screws, where you were in the hospital. And I, it came over me like wildfire. And although that wasn't 
where I was at the time. It's something that I've been battling for four years and doctors are telling me, Sandra, it's, you got to go. Like eventually this is going to happen. You have spinal stenosis, your L4, L5's blown out and, and things fast track so quickly with oh, yeah. MRI. And then it was like, it was your post October 7th, October 17th. I went in for another MRI by November 4th. They wanted to admit me in the London spinal center. And I was calling you messaging you as I was driving, which is a no, no, I get that. However, (laughs) however, there was so much fear leading into it. And if it wasn't for your post, and I said that to you, I, I would have been completely lost. It was, and I remember, I do remember the day because I saw, you know, you see a DM come in and there was like a whole bunch of voice notes (laughs) and I'm like, Hmm, wonder what that is. Like, that's kind of a, and I started listening and I mean, for anybody who's come through any different kinds of trauma and surgery is trauma, surgery during the pandemic, back surgery, when you have an identity and a background of health and fitness and you know, like life is about to change and they're going through all the risk factors with you and you're sitting there going, but what do I do? And I remember saying to my surgeon, okay, well, what exercises could I do to get stronger? And at this point I was still doing CrossFit. I was still strength. Like I was doing all kinds of strength, all the things, all the things (laughs) I was trying everything. Yeah. I could get like a hundred feet on the, on a walk and have to stop because I couldn't stand anymore. So I knew psychologically something was wrong, but I didn't know what it was. And, um, so when you kind of go through that, the emotions and the fear that it brings up. So even listening to your voice notes that day, I was like, Oh my God, like I just convinced I was right there again. I could feel your fear and where you were at. And I mean, that fear is real. So let's talk a little bit about what you went through as you prepped for surgery. I think as I prepped for surgery, there was a chain of events that really kind of helped me. And I remember coming home after they wanted to admit me um, at the clinic. And I said, I can't, I have to pick up my daughter <laughs> in like a couple hours. They hard, They took all my blood work, did all pre-opt. I signed my life away, basically. And it was such a somber drive home. And all I did was cry. Yeah. Because yeah. that fear of you're amazing you're amazing take your time honestly take your time you're amazing it was so much more of just losing my identity how people would judge me as a coach Mm -hmm. but mainly who would I be to my daughter and my husband And there was a lot of fear running through that. And I remember coming home from that appointment and my mom was there and I just fell into her arms and I told her, take me to church. Mm -hmm. And that Sunday she took me and had such an amazing, amazing community of support. People literally praying at my feet. And we talk about the power of prayer and what that does. And the miracle of prayer, healing, God. That Monday morning when I woke up was the first time I had no pain in my legs from sciatica. Oh, wow. Three weeks leading up to the surgery, I was walking fine. I got up on the ladder. I hung up Christmas lights. 
I painted two bathrooms. I painted my daughter's room. I got ready for Christmas, tree up, decorations, all the shopping done. And that was such a powerful experience. And then that was leading up. And even before then, I changed my diet. For three months, I changed my diet. I lost 15 pounds. Mm-hmm. Um, just wanted to get my body in tune. I stopped mm-hmm. drinking. I, it went as far as me pouring the alcohol down the drain. That's how far. And my girlfriends are like, this is, this is something else to begin with. And I li- literally got in my mind of like, get yourself as healthy as possible. Your family needs you. And that's his space that I went to. So what blindsided me, I know this is quite long, but what blindsided was Thursday leading up to the surgery, I knew paralyzation was part of the risk. Yeah. Let that sink in. Can I just for a second, anybody, if you're listening, I want you, there's very few people I have talked to who have been in this position and I can relate on so many levels. And as you're sitting there listening to the risks, which is their job to tell yeah, you, it, right? Absolutely. And it's like, don't give it more meaning. It is their job. And you're sitting there. The, the faith that you have to hold on to or trust that I'm in the right spot and this is okay, like I'm going to be okay, is not easy to do. Not easy to do. So I just wanted to It's not. You. And that is part of where my mind was, you know, November 4th, as I was driving home, I'm like, paralyzation. Mm-hmm. Like, mm-hmm. like, this is something else that bigger than me. Um, and then that Thursday, what really spiraled me, and I went so far down a rabbit hole. <laughs> this is where you were like, here's the life preserver. <laughs> grab yep. because You need to yep. grab was when they went over, the nurses called to get me ready. And they said, are you aware that this can cause blindness? And I was totally, no pun intended, blindsided by that comment. And so I sat there and I said, let me get this straight. (laughs) I can be blind and or paralyzed or both simultaneously. And they're like, yeah. And I'm like, what is going on? Like, how is this possible? I've taken care of my health. I've paid my dues. Like, how am I at this point in my life? I was so confused. Well, and you've got a mix there. I think what's really important is you've got a mix of anger and fear happening at the same time, right? Like there's an anger, resentment, like I've done everything. I take care of myself compared to a lot of people. And then there's the fear of what's going to happen. So it's a lot of energy to hold. It's a lot of energy to hold. Absolutely. And then you had checked in on me and I just went down the rabbit hole Mm -hmm. and I'm in the kitchen. I'm crying. I can't breathe. My husband's on his knees (laughs) saying that it doesn't end like this. Mm -hmm. I said those words. I actually (laughs) said those words to myself. And this then is not your ending. This is I not said, your ending. And then you popped in into my DMs asking me, how are you holding up? And I said, I'm not okay. Mm-hmm. And that's when you had said, have you tried a tool called scripting? And I said, no, I haven't. All the affirmations, all the mindset training I've done, like everything could not pull me out of this deep 
rabbit hole of a spiral. And you sent me your podcast, like right there. And you said, have a listen. And by that time I was already listening. <laughs> like it was like, boom, 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 boom. I'm like, what tools do you got for me? And that's when everything shifted. Huge shift. And um, I remember moments just before walking into the hospital, like we were leaving for London, I wrote my script and I took it with me. I have it here, hard copy, and I put it in my gratitude journal. And those are the things that I took with me. So I, for, I'm, you know, I'm constantly proud of you. I'm so (laughs) proud of you for what you have done and how you shifted in the moment. So I want everybody who's listening to think about it from when you're sitting in that moment full of anger, fear, like you're scared out of your mind, what is going to happen? You got two choices. You've got two, you can go, you can keep going down the rabbit hole and you know, what's going to be there, or you can make a different choice. And I think you were just in that space of like, you could go one way or the other. And I remember you said, and I remember this, I probably screenshotted this because I remember it. And you said, I'm so angry because I don't have any control. And I said, that's right. You don't, that's right. You don't. So, so you can be angry about not having control or you can do something different with it to prep yourself. So you're not going in, in that space. And that was just, I I could almost feel even through the DM, the light switch going on. It was like, just this light switch of like, okay, I got it. I've listened to this. And then like, I think it was literally hours later. I've listened to the podcast. I'm working on a script. I'm doing, I'm like, whoa, like it just went like that. When someone gives me something, I run with it. Mm-hmm. I do. Like if there's something to it, when another coach is reaching out or in giving me advice, mm-hmm. I'm not the one to fluff it off. I'm just not. I'm willing to listen and see what it does and where does it take me. And this, this gave me a sense of control. Yes. Direction, which yes. I very out of control. Mm-hmm. Very much so in a very out of control situation. And before we go into your script, because you know, I'm going to right? Um, <laughs> you know, it's gonna happen. Um, <laughs> is they had told you you'd be in there for like 24 to 48 hours, right? Yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I know me too. Actually, I don't see Marcia too often. I see like the name Marcia spelled like mine. That does not happen very often at all. Yeah. <laughs> that's my cousin. <laughs> Aw, nice to meet you. That's awesome. As we did this, so as you as you did this, you were told you'd be in there for 24 to 48 hours, right? Which is exactly what I was told too. So just okay. <laughs> and 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 it was like you said they said 24 to 48 hours. I'm like, I you know what? I'm just gonna say I'm because I'm a realist, not negative. I was told the same thing and I was five days. I was mortified because it just kept going downhill for me while I was in the hospital. You're I, in there during the pandemic, you're by yourself. It's okay. like mentally a, a disaster. And mm-hmm. so tell us about like you had the, what that was like in the hospital. Yeah. So for me, um, the whole intention was to decompress the L4, L5, uh, put in rods and fuse the spine because mm-hmm. the spine diagnosis. So eventually... I may need to go back for a second surgery, fingers crossed, we don't. Um, but the spinal stenosis is a tapering of, of your, your spine and it starts compressing the lower extremities of the nerves. Nothing I can personally do about that. I placed a lot of blame on myself over the years. What did I do? This is my fault. Um, but so when I went in, um, 
I told him how well of a state I was in. Like my mindset now was like golden. My body feels good going in. Mm-hmm. Um, so we do the surgery and it was supposed to be about two hours. I think it was about three. And when I came to, and we'll talk about the script, <laughs> the scripting in a bit, but when I came to and got me to my room, that's where they told me that I had complications. And so what had happened was, um, there was a spinal membrane tear and I had to be bedridden straight for 24 hours. And so they started putting blocks in between my legs, like to make sure I was straight, the bed could not be raised. Um, And so I just laid there and they had me on high morphine just to keep me relaxed, sleeping. And they put my phone beside my head is what they Mm -hmm. did. Mm -hmm. And I laid there and all I would do is pray, 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 heal, 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 listen to them. They know what they're doing, you know? Yeah. And so it turned in 24 hours and then it was then on the 48th hour, uh, physio came in. And so what would, what should have started that right away was physio. And so Mm -hmm. that was the prolonging of it. Um, and then when I found out that I couldn't feel my foot, my left foot and my pelvic floor, that's when complications started to rise. And that when they started to tell me that I needed to go in for surgery too, for the fusion and the rods. Yeah. Um, so I kept telling them that I needed time. Uh, they ran another MRI um, just to make sure the discs weren't compressing anything. Um, all the staff was fantastic. They treated me like gold. I was so blessed. I remember I would post food and you're like, you get food. <laughs> you sh- I like that. We're not even going to go there. Because like, the food but I did. Oh my God, um, it was awful. The first three days I didn't. Uh, just jello laying there and I would let it slide down my throat because um, you can't get up and eat. So, so yeah, they ran the other MRI. He came back and he, you, he consulted with three other doctors that were on the team. And then he went back and consulted um, his mentor and his mentor was doing spinal surgery for 35, 40 years. The three came back, said, no, leave her alone. Let her see what her body does. And his mentor said, go back in. And so the doctor even had a really hard time with um, who he wanted to listen to. And so he then said, where are you? And I said, get me home for Christmas. I need to be with my family. I can't be in here any longer. And so the deal was I had to then urinate on a numb pelvic floor and move bowels on a numb pelvic floor. And the big key that you gave me was... If when you can get up, Sandra, get up on the hour and go to the bathroom, even if you don't. Yep. And so that's exactly what I would do. I would get up on the hour, move my body. I had the best roomie. She was laughing the whole entire time, like laughter is medicine. Uh, God blessed me with her in my room. She, she really did uh, help me in a good mental state for company because of the restrictions. I would kept telling my husband, oh, I'm supposed to get out. Don't come down. You know, it's an hour drive. And then, you know, an hour drive back and I'm thinking, just be there for our daughter and support her and tell her thing, everything's going to be okay. And then the next day they're like, okay, we're going to do this. And I'm like, okay, well, don't come today because, you know, the driving, like, and then it just led on. And he's like, when do I come? I said, when you pick me up. <laughs> I have no idea. Like, it, I, I, oh my God, you just bring so much back for me. It's like, 
I remember every day Brad's like, is it today? I'm like, I don't know. And then all of a sudden there'd be a complication. I'm like, no, not today. Oh wait, I'm in trouble. Oh no, I'm doing better. I'll, I'll, I'll get back to you. I have no idea. I just didn't know it changed all the time. So quickly. So quickly. Mm-hmm. And um, yeah, even with trying to determine if we were doing the second surgery, he's like, you're here. I'm like, I understand I'm here, but I've just gone through. You just moved my hard, hard wires to the left side and to the right side and back to center again. There's not, you know, hey, number 11 hooks into your pelvic floor. This one's going to make it better. No. And I think the other thing that I want to share, because I can relate to this in a sense, is you just came out of surgery. So, and you hadn't moved for the first 24 hours. And then you're in this position. I don't know what you, like, even when I look back at my pictures, it makes me teary-eyed because I was so swollen. I could, like, I have never been that swollen in my life. So I love how you actually had to advocate. It's one thing to advocate for yourself when, you know, you're trying to get into your doctors and talk. It's another thing to be in a vulnerable position in a bed where you are now trying to advocate saying, look, my body needs time to heal. And you said to me, I think my body needs time to heal. I'm like, then say that. Then say it. Yeah. Then say it. Yeah. Mm -hmm. 48 hours. He was giving me 24. And I remember the nurse walking in, hooking up to IV at midnight and taking all my food. Prepping you. They were prepping you to go back in. Right. Yeah. And uh, he showed up at 630. And I told the nurse before she was doing that, I said, I'm not going in. I'll tell you that right now. And she goes, I'm just doing, doing Mm -hmm. what I need to get you ready. I said, I'm just telling you that I'm not going in. And he came in at six, six thirty something rather early before he started his day. And he's like, this is where we're at. And I said, I need 48 hours. I negotiated that. I said, pull me off the morphine. He's like, you're going to be in pain. I said, I'm not going to be in pain. Pull me off because it's fighting an uphill battle. You're taking narcotics and you're needing to go the bathroom, but they're making you constipated. TMI. No, but it's a good, but, no, but it, people don't know it. They make you so incredibly constipated. They actually yeah. gave me something, even though it said on my sheet not to, okay. but I was unconscious. I kind of out of it at that point. And they said that they were concerned. My pain levels would be too much, even though it said right on the board, do not give because I have allergic reactions to. And so they did give it to me and that I, for sure you was a problem. Many reactions, but there. I'm like, I honestly, I, and I'm not trying to be, it's not a hero. I'm like, give me the pain. Cause I can understand what my body's going through. I can't be in that state. I need to feel it. And the pain that I felt was still nothing compared to pre-surgery. Yeah. Like nothing. Yeah. I felt nothing. Mm-hmm. I still feel nothing. Like it feels like a dream. Yeah. People, you're up and walking mm-hmm. without your walker. I'm sitting on my walker right now, but yep. 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 <laughs> You're up and walking and yeah, just, you know, it's just incredible how the body can repair itself. If you allow it time, time, energy, all of those things. I'm so important. Prayer, like every tool that I could remotely use uh, to, to alleviate myself, like to urinate, um, they told me that I would have, they would have to teach me to do an at-home catheter. I'm like, yeah, that's not happening. I, I You sent me that message. I'm like, what the hell? Yeah. Like, are you kidding me? Like, then, <laughs> So it started with like, okay, we're going to go and eliminate. And they're like, okay, try, um, try turning on the water, uh, try blowing bubbles in the water. And I'm like, none of this is happening for me. And um, then it wasn't until I put on spa music running water. Mm-hmm. and I turned off the bathroom light 
because in the middle of the night, I, when I go to the bathroom, I'm not blinded by light. I, yes. I eliminate in the dark. Right. So that was it. I'm like, turn off the light, put the spa wow. one. And it went a hundred mil to 200 mil. And then they would check my bladder. They're like, you're still holding 600. So it was this game that I play with them. And then I finally got it down to where it was like 500 mil. And I had only 86. They're like, perfect. First obstacle done. And then the next 24 hours, because it was 48 hours that I wanted um, before they would let me go is then bowel movement. Mm-hmm. And that's when you saw all the pictures of the food of what I could eat from like butter, chicken. I thought of everything. Prune juice. They brought up bags of prune juice for me. Warm apple juice, bananas to reconnect the nerve. Like I pulled out every nutrition background nuggets I had. I'm like pineapple. This these restore the nerves. Bananas go back to the nerves. Like everything that I use in my tool belt came mm-hmm. out. And I'm like, let's go. And probably within 12 hours, I had my first bowel movement. And that's, then that's impressive because then, then you got, you know, stage fright, you have people visiting your neighbor and you're like, I, I'm just going to explode in random strangers. They're going to be around. And it's just, you get stage fright. Yeah. <laughs> Not <It's>, your home. <laughs> no. And it's very, it's such a weird thing to talk about, but it's so true. And it's it so is. true. And um, I actually think I had more trauma to be honest through that experience. To be honest, yeah. it was it was really really difficult. So your body's trying to heal, you're trying to move, you're trying to move your bowel and bladder, and what's your mental state like at this time? At this time, I think at this time, like if I have a reel of like me laughing because I would I would laugh because I can't believe I'm at this point in my life. Like I smuggled in magnesium pills. Yeah, I did too. I told you to take some. <laughs> <laughs> Who knew that our conversation would be leading this? I know. Um, but like, yeah, you know, it's just use all the tools in your health wellness field, your nutrition background to pull out all the stops. Yeah. And that's get me off the drugs. Give me all the food that I need. Let me get my back. I was in a really strong straight of mind there. Mm-hmm. I'm like, I'm like will determination. You got it. Yeah, I was there. So awesome. Honestly, it's so awesome. As you went through that, I would love, you can read whatever you want, but I would love for you to read part of your script. I would. Here's the thing. I, anybody who doesn't know me, I love vulnerability. And I think that there's a lot of power in sharing our stories. And you read me your script yesterday. I cried listening to it. It was like, oh my gosh, that is just, but this is the power right? The power of the mental and emotional state is you you could be in the space of fear, like scarcity, um, uh, anger, resentment, and all those things, or you can put these kinds of words into your mindset and what a difference it can make. So I would love it. Whatever you feel comfortable to share, you can share anything. So I wrote this before we walked out the door of me, like I was working on it when we were talking about scripting and yeah, I'll just kind of pick it apart here. Uh, can I actually, before you start, can you just, can you just, what did scripting mean to you? Like, what did, if you could give your explanation of what you felt this exercise was? Okay, so at first I thought this exercise was about, I'm big on intention setting. Mm-hmm. So I do a lot of intention that it's more forecasting, mm-hmm. um, kind of like affirmations. 
right? Yep. I am this, I am that. Um, but this was like, this is different because you're being in a present moment. It takes you to a present moment. And that was the biggest thing that this did for me is that I know that I was going to read this and it's like a letter. And I say this to some of my clients, a letter to your future self. Yes. And around that's a great, yeah, that's a great explanation. So, um, okay. I will try this without getting choked up or anything like that. I did that it's yesterday. It's all good. Okay. It's all good. Dear warrior, know how brave you are. Remember God answered your prayers with the surgery. I know it's scary, but God has you every step of the way. It's been a long four years and this surgery is a part of your healing journey. It's a part of the next chapter. So tomorrow you're gonna breathe and you're gonna be in the best hands possible. You are healthy, not only in your body, but your mind. After surgery, you're going to open your eyes and you're going to see. Take a deep breath <laughs> and thank God. You're going to pray with the nurses and thank them. You're going to feel droggy and that's okay. They will sit you up, girl. Let them help you. You're going to stand. You're going to walk. Let them help you. Have so much self-compassion, self-love, and remember you're stronger than you know. You got this. This isn't the end. It's only the beginning. I'm so happy you're here. Please don't give up now. Fight for it, girl. Fight for it. Love your favorite coach. XOXOXO. <laughs> XO, XO, XO. There's like a, a huge page in between, yep. but. It's all good. It's all good. Okay, first off, I'm so proud of you, beyond proud of you, honestly. And if you are listening, please like throw her some hearts because I, I don't think you can appreciate how vulnerable this is. Like you're still three weeks out of surgery, right? Weeks. Okay, so so we're this is fresh. So please honestly pour love her way because she deserves it. She hundred <laughs> percent deserves hundred percent. And second, you, your scripting, honestly, is just, it's so, it's so beautiful and so powerful. And if you're listening, because I can feel it, can you feel the shift from the fear, anger, resentment stage to this like calm, powerful warrior energy that I've got this, I'm good. I'm exactly where I need to be. This is not how I'm going down. This is not what's at my ending, right? This is not my ending. And you can feel the difference. So I, I thank you for sharing that with us because that is really, really powerful. Thank you for this tool and this nugget. It's helped so much. It's, it's, it's interesting. So if I can share a little bit on scripting, I started it like probably six years ago when I was at a really low point in my life. I couldn't even envision a different life. Like I couldn't envision it because it was just messy. Every part of my life was messy. And so I would script on things like money, on business, on changes, relationships, like all things, because everything was, it felt like a bomb blew up in our life and everything was starting over. I didn't know where to, where to go. So I first heard about scripting and I thought it, first off, it sounded ridiculous. I'm going to be totally honest. And second, <laughs> I was like, what do I have to lose? Because I'm at this point where like nothing is working. So I have absolutely nothing to lose. And so 
I started to put it into practice and I do it, you know, once or twice a year, etc. But I also remember at the time hearing how you can do scripting with a specific event. And much like you, when I found out that I was going to have to have surgery in 2020, it was a very fast process. Unfortunately, um, not what we're here to talk about, but unfortunately, there's a lot of surgeries that have not happened in um, Canada, Ontario, in the last 20 months. Somebody goes in the last 12, I'm like, it's like 20. Can we just for a second, it's It's round one. (laughs) It's like, it's not 12. So (laughs) anyways, I had to say that. And there was 227, no, 277,000 surgeries in Ontario that did not happen in 2020. That's not including 2021. 277,000. So that number hit home for me last year because both my husband and I both had surgery and it was like, oh my God, like we actually, you have to be grateful for a second that it happened. So just through that process, but things happened super fast. And I had an MRI on the Friday. They call back the next morning. They're like, get to the hospital. I'm like, what's happening? Like, this is not good. And all of a sudden it's like, you're gonna meet the surgeon. This is, I'm like, well, surgery, no, I'm good. Like, just tell me what to do. And so I can feel all of those things, emotions, I was spiraling faster than I could stop myself. And I have tools. I've been doing this work, but I spiraled in ugly ways. Ugly. (laughs) I sobbed. I sat sat in the car at the side of the road. Like I can't even drive to go home because I don't even know where this came from. And then I remember thinking, you can write a script. You can write a script. And I wrote it at that point going, you know what? Yes, you know, this is coming. Don't know when. You will be ready. It will all be good. And it was like my scripts were very short periods of time just to try and calm myself. But when it came time for the surgery, like a lot of times when it comes to this kind of back surgery, they want three weeks or so to prep because you've got so much work to do, right? And I think that was a whirlwind in itself. There was so much work to do. And as I was doing this, I think they called me on a Thursday afternoon. They're like, we're going to do it next Wednesday. And this is unheard of. We never do it this fast, but this is where we're at into all of these pieces and it was mentally prepping. So when it was time for surgery, one of the first things I did was sat down and wrote a script. It was a one page. Thank you. I'm glad you can hear me. Cause I got cut off yesterday on volume. Um, I did a one page script and it was very simple, very similar to the words that you wrote. And mm-hmm. I started, I typed it, I read it, I read it every day, multiple times a day prepping. Mm-hmm. And then it sat under my pillow and there was a couple of times while during that time in recovery that I almost didn't make it. And I was like, nope, you're going to just read the words out loud. Just read the words out loud and calm down. So it's a very powerful and simple tool, but very powerful. Absolutely. Absolutely. Yeah. So yeah. I'm grateful that it it supported you in a very difficult time. And even now, yeah, even now it is definitely, it's something that I use a lot. So I ran a scripting workshop. The reason we, I like, this is the beautiful back end, how we got here is <laughs> I did a scripting workshop a few weeks ago. You were part of that. You did listen yeah. to it afterwards and it became such an eye opener that, you know, this is the thing that sometimes happens is that the things that tools that we use all the time, we just assume it's simple, it's easy and everybody does it. Exactly. And then, yeah. And all of a sudden it's like, Oh my God, that's not the case. I watched a whole zoom room full of people who were struggling mm-hmm. on step one of finding gratitude. Yeah. And it was like, I, what's happening here? <laughs> like, how, how do you not? Right. But it's, it, like, it's real. It's real. Yep. We're, we're in this state. And so I decided to put it together to do a scripting micromind that is in January. So if you are interested, if this is something that speaks to you, 
please, like, please just either message me or the link is in my bio. It, that's, it doesn't matter. If it speaks to you, great. You're yeah. free to join us. But I really wanted to bring somebody on to share a true vulnerable story of what they had come through and what they've done and what scripting meant to them. And you were, when I put it out there, I was like, I think Sandra's the right choice. I just wasn't sure <laughs> if it was too fresh. Like this is fresh, right? It is, but I'm yeah. very much book. Like I, I am in the mindset of, cause I know it took you some time to share, but for me, mm-hmm. I think my clients, they knew what was going on in the back end. Like for four years, when I would teach boxing or kickboxing, I would get my client, my advanced clients to demo for me, or I would squat down to alleviate the sciatic pain and just mm-hmm. be in a squat position because it shortened the nerve, like tools just to function. Flash and back. so for me, I really, even as a life coach, I want reality, being authentic, vulnerable, courage. I, I'm so over this fake social media. Oh, God. Yes. And just say it. And we had this conversation yesterday. I'm just over it. And I want when people land on my page that they get the real version of me, good, bad, indifferent, hard times, good times. And I want them to be there. Mm-hmm. Um, did it over stimulate the DM messages? Yes. But I did lives while I was in the hospital to give everybody an update. And then I, I, I couldn't believe it. I was like, Oh my God, she's doing lives in the hospital. This is amazing. Yeah. It's amazing. Yeah. yeah. Just to kind of like clear that page of DMS because repeating it over and over was just getting tired some for me, even mm-hmm. though I was laying there doing nothing, <laughs> but yeah, you know, and, um, the January scripting and part of the fear, part of the fear was financials for me. Part of this going in because I was like, what's going to happen to my family? How's my husband going to be able to pick up the pace? How's this? How's that? How's the, how's everything going to work? Right. Spiral. spiral. Yeah. Be, like that. Let that be a ride for a bit. And then you came out with this money one this in January, this five day. And as soon as I saw it, it was like, pull the trigger that spoke to me because it's something I need to personally hurdle over. Mm -hmm. And it's also when it comes down to not just my financials background, but my business and my worth and everything that goes with that, Mm -hmm. you know, and we talked about that yesterday. So I like, I'm just so blessed right now. And I have so much gratitude for you. Thank you from the bottom of my heart. (laughs) I, I am honestly, I'm so, I, I, there's no words right now. I'm beyond grateful. Um, and I think this is a piece of like, where can you, and I say you, anybody listening, like, where can you give to someone else who needs it? Where can you give to someone else? No expectations, not wanting anything in return. Just where can you give and serve other people because that is such a beautiful space to live in and come through. And um, I did not share while I was in the hospital at all. And I'm like, I vulnerably share everything, but there was, I also follow my intuition, my intuition trumps and my intuition was like, don't do it. And as I was there and almost didn't make it a couple of times, the, the anxiety of trying to even think of DM messages was like, Oh my God, I couldn't do it. Now my yeah. husband had a thread. He had a whole group of people. He was messaging and all the things. Beautiful. And so that's the thing. But when it came time, all of a sudden, I remember him saying, I'm surprised you haven't shared it. I'm like, it'll come. 
it'll come. It'll and then come. one morning I woke up in the middle of the night and the words were there and it was done. Right. And that's the beautiful thing is when you're ready, you can do that. So yeah. I just, yeah, I'm beyond grateful. I'm so proud of you and what you have come through and what you've done. And I honestly, I just, I know, I know the power of what you're doing and I appreciate and understand how your identity is changing as you're doing this. And I know that is uncomfortable as hell. Um, <laughs> it's also a theme of this last 21 months is so many people's identity changing. And it was like, for me, when I was just at the point of ready to get back to work with clients when they scheduled the surgery. And as soon as that happened, I'm like, you know what? I am not meant to go back because it's not like, there's not every time it was happening, it wasn't happening. And it was like, okay, I need a time to recover and all the things. And then we were shut down again. So it's like, okay, I guess it's, this is, this is it. And as fearful as that can be my script, I wrote another one at that point was like, you're not here by accident. This is exactly how it's supposed to unfold. You are here. You are going to figure this out. This is not, do not let this like fear is not riding the show. So the script is something that you can do for like two or three months at a time or very specific events. And I have found it very helpful for that. Absolutely. And you know, you just speaking about how that resistance going back to where and what you were doing. I also have that resistance because every time I would teach, the pain would just take over my body. Mm -hmm. And the amount of drugs that I would have to take just to function for one hour is not worth my life at the end of the day. No, no, it's not. It's not. Yeah. When people were questioning, are you coming back to teach? Are you coming back to the boxing club? Mm -hmm. And I went, no. I'm not, it's over. You knew that before you went in. And I remember you sending me that message that you knew that that before you went in and what was happening. And I think that is like, just again, just if you're listening, I want you just to this, here's my little rant for a second is that I believe a lot of times right now, especially over these last 21 months, we have, we are missing empathy. We're missing understanding something from someone else's point of view. And I can't tell you how many times it drives me off the deep end when people say, well, this has been such an inconvenience. I'm like, inconvenience. You have no idea. <laughs> inconvenience. Like how about like your entire life blowing up and then trying to figure it out. So yeah. being in that space and knowing that like, wait, I am having a massive identity shift and I don't have a clue what is coming on the other side of this is something. So I give you so much credit because you're doing <laughs> it in so many, so many ways, honestly, in so many different ways. And just by doing what you're doing now, you're going to make, you already, you've already started the impact. You've already started the process. You're not starting from scratch. You've already started so it's, it's already happening and there are going to be so many people who are going to be blessed to be in your space, be in your energy, learn from you, work with you because you know why you've walked it. This is yeah. the thing, right? You can't, it's hard as hell, but we end up being able to coach, speak, write, do on the things we've lived through. Absolutely. There's yeah. no education certificate that can give you that. There's no. no book. There's no nothing that you can read. No, that will do it. Hey, this is what's going to help you. No. Mm -hmm. So you're on, you're on a path. I'm telling you, right now, you're on, I'm just predicting you're on a yeah. path and it is going to um, lead you to things that you couldn't have even imagined before. So I honestly, I have no doubt whatsoever. I oh, cannot wait to see what's going to happen in 2022 for you <laughs> and what's going to be in store. And it's going to be, it's going to be incredible. I just know it. Thank you. I'm excited. 
I'm so excited just to be in a space um, and to have your assistance. And I've said it once, I've said it again. I have so much gratitude. Thank you. Sending you lots <laughs> and lots of love. Thank you so much for following. Thank you for being here, uh, sharing your story with everyone. And if you are listening, honestly, um, I have a, I'll put a link in the, it's, there is a link in my bio. It is on pre-sale right now until Friday. Um, it's five days. So it's five day yeah, program. Yep. <laughs> Hurry up. Start the car. <laughs> Start the car. Start the car. <laughs> and you know what? Um, I'm, I'm a direct coach. I'm just going to say like, I'm very direct because mm -hmm. I want you to get past your own bullshit to move forward. Yep. I honestly do. That's like, it's not coddling. Sorry. So to have that same <laughs> meet me and we're both, by the way, on that. Oh, yeah. Mm -hmm. And both born fighters, that masculine energy mm -hmm. and really flipping that strip script of pulling in that feminine. Mm -hmm. Absolutely. Absolutely. I'm so grateful for you. I will make sure that like, if you have questions, you can DM me, you can DM Sandra and ask it's in my link in the show notes. And, um, this pod, just so everybody knows my podcast is called one of my podcasts is called on your choices on your life. This mm -hmm. will be downloaded and recorded as a podcast episode releasing on Friday. So I wanted to share this story with more people because, and I just, I just think it's, it's a powerful story to share. And I'm so grateful that I had the chance to do it with you. Oh, my, my pleasure. And thank you for having me. Absolutely. Absolutely. Yep. Have a great day. Yeah, you as well. Bye, love. Bye-bye. Thank you so much for tuning in to the Own Your Choices, Own Your Life podcast. If you love this episode, please submit a rating and review on iTunes and please share it with someone you think could benefit from hearing this message or this podcast. I love connecting and meeting you. So please screenshot the episode and tag me on social media or Instagram stories at Marsha Van W. And until next time, remember when you own your choices, you truly own your life. <laughs>